0: Welcome to another episode of the Autism Everyday
1: Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. Episode 53, check. Wow, it's been 53 episodes? So hard to believe, right? This podcast has been up and running for over a year now, and uh, we've been rated among the top parenting podcasts by Apple and top autism podcasts globally. Thank you all for liking and subscribing to our channel and as promised, we continue to deliver evidence-based tips for parents of children with autism. So before we go any further, we are going to talk a little bit
0: about who we are and what we do. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We live and work in India. We run WECAN, an ABA-based early intervention center and ABA-based school and we also run PROACT. India's first acceptance and commitment therapy clinic run exclusively by BCBAs. Phew! <laughs> we're also the co host of this super cool podcast
1: and we're insanely crazy about our dogs. And in recent news, um, we've been in the news for our book, A World of Difference, now shipping on Amazon globally. What? woo! <laughs> So today we're going to talk a little bit about what you can do when you first hear that your child may be at risk for ASD or has a definite diagnosis of ASD. Well, what we see very often
0: is that there's a well wisher of the family. They sort of come in, and you know, many times they might tell one parent that, "Hey, you know, I think you should get a professional opinion on your child's development," mm. or something like. What has your doctor said? Mm. Is your child not speaking? Do you think he needs to meet with a speech therapist? Yeah. These are things we hear very often. Yeah. And this is not taken well by the parent because they automatically feel protective of their child. They might even be hurt at the thought of something being different about their child. Yeah. And then they almost immediately want to prove that there's nothing to be concerned about.
1: Yeah, and that well-wisher is then, you know, stops getting looked at as a well-wisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least temporarily. Blacklisted but. for a bit, for a while. Um, more or less depending on, you know, how you, are, how you react to that individual. This is a very typical reaction, right? And more so when our culture frowns upon anything that is different from the norm. How we see autism is as a disability. It is a difference yes and it can get in the way of what is considered normal existence yes or the way that we see existence. But we also see it as something that requires intervention to help the child pick up the skills he needs in his life like communication and social skills and at the same time we see the diagnosis of ASD as something that everyone must accept because in reality, Someone with autism is simply neurodiverse or a different thinker or just wired differently. This might be a major disability for some, a moderate disability for others. Everyone is different and there is a saying that when you meet one person with autism, you only meet one person with autism. They definitely don't represent the spectrum. I love the last line, I think that's been
0: quoted many times. Yes. Um, where they say you know if you've met somebody with autism you don't know the spectrum you don't know everybody with autism because autism manifests so differently across the spectrum anyway that being said let's talk a little bit about what you as a parent can do if your child receives a diagnosis of ASD number one accept accept and accept some more I know this is the hardest part But you got to take your time, process it, go through the stages of denial, anger and sadness. Guilt sometimes. A lot of guilt. There's a lot of blame game that goes on sometimes. And you really need to work your way through all of it until you reach acceptance. Because truth be told, if you don't accept your child for his strengths and his
1: weaknesses, who will? And we all have it, don't we? Oh, yeah. Our areas of strengths and
0: none of us are
1: all the same we're all different
0: and just like that this child is also different and you as a parent you're his biggest or her biggest support system and you've got this mammoth task of being his advocate so you want to really find maybe a counselor who understands the implications of autism and helps you work your way through this process it's it's not as simple as okay my child has autism let me get him therapy no there's a lot you're dealing with yourself and you know get the help if you feel like you need the help then get the help and um, if your whole family could do with some counseling then sign up for it together but if you face backlash from the family which is very common yeah for being paranoid or for being this anxious mom who's always looking at her child's development or who's (laughs) always finding something wrong with her child, then remember, you are the parent and you've got this. It's your prerogative to worry about your child, to care for your child and to make decisions for him. Well, at least until he's a bit older.
1: Yeah, I know very often you begin to wonder, you know, is there something wrong with me? Am I the only one who's seeing something exactly yeah and and is it not justified (coughs) and you can do all of this and more once you accept that he has autism and that doesn't make him lesser than or greater than but just different oh i love what you just said
0: (laughs) so the second thing you can do is understand that the professionals you go to they're not out to get you See, very often it can feel like, oh my God, my child needs help. There's something that is different about my child. Or, you know, you might see it as there's something wrong with my child. I don't want to use the word wrong, but, you know, it might seem like that. And then you go to a professional and you feel like, hey, you know, they're also saying the same thing. They're also saying my child has autism. They're reconfirming my worst fears. But here's the thing. It's normal to feel angry at a professional who is delivering your diagnosis, but it's also their job to tell you what they see. And the thing is, the sooner you get the diagnosis, the sooner you can start intervention and the sooner your child gets access to the supports that they need. And that just means the sooner he begins to communicate and be able to make sense of the world. Yeah. So isn't, isn't that kind of awesome? Yes, it is. It
1: is. And yeah, it's so important to keep in mind that every professional out there is just doing his or her job. Oh yeah. Um, The third thing we want to say is be honest with your PCBA or service provider. Tell them your concerns, tell them what happens with all honesty, let them know what your limitations are. What is it that you can do or cannot do? Hiding information or telling them otherwise only gets in the way of effective intervention. If your BCBA or therapist has asked you to follow a set of procedures, do your due diligence and ask them why, and once you understand the reasons behind it, implement it and follow it to a T. Remember, every profession is out there to only help your child and you, and it becomes a parent's responsibility to do all of that that they can to make that change for their child become a reality if for some reason you find it difficult to implement the changes or follow something that you were asked to be honest about it communicate your difficulties they will always you know help you find a way because honestly it's their job yeah right i mean it's better than walking away and saying you know i don't like this this is too much for me it's if you, it's better to actually s- discuss and find a way around it rather than avoid it altogether.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that automatically takes us to the next step, which is about building a team, really, you know, mm-hmm. a team that consists of you, your family, your friends, all your service providers you know be it your PCBAs or your OTs or whoever you're going to right bring them all together rope them in involve everyone in that one single outcome which is bettering the life of your child and really helping him gain the skills that may not come easy to him they say it takes a village to raise a child so don't do it alone seek help and you'll be surprised at how many
1: people contribute to the process? Yeah. yeah and happily yeah, at that. Happily at that. You know, on that note, I think another point that I want to mention is how important is it for families to, to read and understand about autism? Mm-hmm. Right? It is an enigma. When somebody first tells you, you just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so gather literature, read, understand and yes the internet is a one-stop shop for all kinds of information <laughs> and as consumers it's very very difficult to make sense of everything that is out there yeah. particularly when it is something that is impacting your life right. Um, see what the ones that lack evidence from those that do, speak to some of your service providers they may be able to point you in the direction of the right um, you know right sites or the right literature equip yourself with knowledge it's so so important and something many parents don't do enough of well don't do
0: enough of I think well I think everybody does a fair amount of reading Mm. but the task is really to figure what applies to you and what doesn't and that's very really hard. hard that's super it? hard yeah so yeah no but definitely gather literature yeah. yeah so we've covered five major steps that you can use in your parenting parenting journey and we promise
1: to bring you a lot more tips in our next episode but meanwhile go check out our book a world of difference the ultimate autism handbook for mindful parenting And chapters 1 to 3 takes you through the journey of getting a diagnosis and mindfully charting the way forward. Until next time, au revoir. Stay safe.